Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you, just checking in to see how you're doing. Do I sound a little excited? Do I sound like a man who said something that was going to happen and then it did? I got powers, man. I say shit and it happens, man. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to my podcast last week. What the fuck did I say? What did I say? I said, it's beginning to look a lot like 2001. Who is this Mac Jones? And our coach is Billy B. And he's working on the D. And all the Colts fans are gonna cry. I called it. I said Bill Belichick was gonna go out there to Buffalo. And he was gonna coach a fucking masterpiece. Which he did. Okay? Beethoven couldn't write a fucking game plan like that. You know why? Because he's a musician. Other than that. Other than that, that man, I guarantee you, had, a, had a, a decent weather game plan that would have beat the Buffalo Bills that night. And all of a sudden, there were 50-mile-per-hour winds, and these four poor fucking kickers are going out there. You see that Barstool Sports fucking video? Guy's trying to kick like a 35-yarder. It's up. It's good. It's blown away. Started hovering like a heliocopter there. Bill Belichick is a fucking genius. The man is a fucking genius. And I know there's, there's the fucking cunts out there, right? Going like, oh, Mac Jones only threw the ball three times. That's the only amount of times he had to throw it. All right, Josh Allen was throwing the ball all over the fucking field. It's almost like he didn't want the ball in his hands. I think he was a little scared. Um, I'm fucking with you. It was a great game. You know, I love the light show that they put on on Niagara Falls, Buffalo, you know, doing it up. Smashing tables, lighting up water, you know, eating SpaghettiOs out of a can. I mean, how much more down to earth do you guys got to be? It's so hard to hate Buffalo Bill fans unless you're amongst them wearing a Patriots hat. Then, yeah, then it's kind of easy to kind of wish their whole fucking SUV went right over the fucking fall, right over it. Landed nose first on the fucking rocks and you guys just sit there breathing your last bit of air inverted as you sink down inside. We'll, we'll give you in that thing. We'll give you a Ford Explorer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we just fucking ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball. And that was it. That was it. And our offensive line was better than their D line for that night. And now we're up two games to zip. Not two games. No, we're up two games on them. So who knows? Who knows? We could shit the bed next week. You don't know. I'm not going to go Verzi on you right now and start high-stepping during the fucking regular season like my good buddy does there. All right? Um, I actually thought that the bad weather was going to be a disadvantage for us for some reason. I just felt like... You know, I thought Belichick was going to come up with this game plan. Mac Jones was going to be ridiculously accurate the way he has been all year, but for some reason it's not getting credit, specifically from Buffalo Bills fans. You know, hey, hey, we're not scared. Tom Brady's not coming off that bus. Yeah, well, Bill Belichick was. 
And he came off that bus and he ate your fucking wings and he took your hearts and he went home. And that's it. All right? Fred Smurlis wasn't there to save your ass. Neither was Bruce Armstrong or Jim Kelly. All right? Buffalo's E Street Band. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. Um, anything can happen. We got to play them again. I'm just psyched that I, I fuck. I just knew we were going to win that game. I mean, did you put any money up, Bill? Yeah, I bet a little bit. I took the pats and the under. How do you like that? How do you, li- how do you like them apples? Isn't that what we're supposed to say there in Boston ever since Goodwill Hunting came out? How do you like them apples? There's no apples left, just an empty barrel. And all your hopes and dreams, get in that barrel and go right over the falls into fucking, who owns, who owns Niagara Falls? Buffalo and like what? Hamilton, Ontario? Is it a sovereign state? Is it part of Ottawa? Does the family that makes Crown Royal, do they own part of it? I have no fucking idea. Um, anyway, um, it was a great game. From what I saw of it, I was going in and out. I had the kids at night, you know, and it's a, just a major battle, major battle. When I'm shutting off a kid's show to watch what's known in my house as Daddy TV, you know, then I have to be like watching the game while entertaining them. So I got to play like how many times you think he can run around the couch before I catch you, you know, so I got to do that. So I get some cardio in. I get some cardio in. I got to tell you something, you know, old Billy Eggnog tits, as you guys have been calling me, they're coming, it's coming down. It's coming down. Um, all right, guys. Well, remember I was telling you there was those fucking cats. Uh, if you're a member of... Uh, I don't know. If you're an animal lover, you might not want to listen to this, especially during the holidays. Everybody's like, oh, Jesus, what happened to the fucking cats? Well, there was these two adorable kittens that were just fucking living outside. And they weren't, they were sort of like, you know, eight-year-old kid cats. They were like that size. They weren't kittens. They were like fucking big. They were out, you know, they were on their own. Okay. And uh, they were hanging around. And then they disappeared and then they came back and they were over here for like three days and we were trying to get them into like a cage or whatever. These fucking things were just, you couldn't get anywhere near them. They hissed, they growled. I mean, these fucking things were like little bobcats, right? Feral, I believe they call them. So they left and I had heard a noise and I was thinking the worst, you know, coyote got them or a fucking raccoon or some shit. And uh, you'd given up hope, you know, two weeks had gone by. Hadn't seen them two and a half weeks or something like that. And the other day I was making breakfast and all of a sudden I hear my wife go, oh my God, she goes, Bill, 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 look, look, they're back, they're back. And they were right at the back door, cute as ever, doing all that shit. We're like, holy shit, right? So fucking, you know, gave them some salmon, some anchovies, right? They're not too into the anchovies, but, you know, fed them and shit. And I'm trying to coax them, you know, trying to get to know them. And they're just like, you know, not afraid of me, but not letting me come, you know, near enough to, to, I don't know, pet them or whatever and gain their trust. So anyway, um, whatever. So now they're back in our lives. All right. So I drive my daughter to school and I'm on my way up. I'm going to go fly a helicopter, right? Going to solo it. So I keep the confidence up. I know what the fuck I'm doing. And as I go up there, all of a sudden, my wife texts me. She says, call me. So 
I call her and I pick up the phone and she is sobbing, absolutely sobbing. And I said, what's the matter? What's the matter? She said, one of the cats got hit by a car and is dead. She goes, it's laying in the road all mushed up. It's disgusting. We got the there's people doing some work on the house. I had them shovel it up so our daughter won't see it. She was absolutely sobbing. She just goes, it's just so, I just can't believe something could be there. And then a second later, it's just gone. It's just dead. And I'm on my way to solo a helicopter. <laughs> so she's just like, hey, I hope I didn't mess up your day. So um, I was, she was bummed out. I was ridiculously bummed. We both were so fucking sad. Because um, even with the little interaction, we fell in love with those little fucking cats, right? So anyway, I go out. I fly around, you know, go up to like Magic Mountain. Having a good time up there. Come back, land and everything. And uh, end up coming back. So now it's like, well, now we got to save the other one. Got to make sure we got somehow. So just so happened we had a friend over that's a cat person. She had a cage. Um, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Probably doing a podcast. I don't know what. I get a text message from my wife saying that her friend caught the cat. It's in the cage. She knows where to take it. So I'm like, great. I don't know. No, no. I didn't know that yet. She goes, so now the cat is in a cage in my house. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, my wife is allergic. My daughter's going to fall in love with the cat. And then what the fuck's going to happen? All right. Somebody's going to end up crying or somebody's going to end up sneezing. So I'm like, oh boy. So I end up getting in the house. Turns out a friend knows what to do. So I start to bring the cat out, you know, in the cage or whatever. And it's sort of, you know, getting a little fucking antsy or whatever. And then when I get outside, it starts freaking the fuck out. I mean, all over the cage, jumping up, coming up. And I got to like set it down so it doesn't claw my fingers. I know this thing doesn't have a shot. So I started dragging the cage and the bottom plastic thing moved. I didn't realize it. So my friend had like these gloves and she goes, all right, let me just pick it up with the gloves. She picked it up and there was just a little bit of a hole and that fucking thing took off. And I was just like, all right, that's it. Forget it. It's over. All right, we lost that cat to the streets. That, that fucking thing is like, this thing turned into a fucking bobcat. The second we got out, it was scared. It didn't trust us. We put it in a cat. I don't think we'll ever see the thing again because as much as it was getting free salmon, you know, it also got put into it. It's, you know, cat Guantanamo. So we haven't seen the thing since, but I can guarantee you this. That thing is not going to have a fucking problem other than cars surviving. Neither one of them did. And that's what I was thinking. I didn't see them. I saw one. And then I, then all of a sudden, three weeks later, I saw two. Then we didn't see them for three weeks. And then they came back and they never looked hungry. So they were killing something out there. And I'm sure there was other people feeding them in the fucking neighborhood. But uh, I don't have any worries about that cat anymore. That fucking thing. Uh, I don't know what. That thing, it, it, it has earned its stripes. Jesus Christ. I can't even tell you how much that thing fucking wigged out when I brought that thing out of the goddamn house. I was like, easy, buddy. Easy. Okay. Easy, kitty. Easy, kitty. This thing was like, wham, wham, wham. Jumping up, you know, hissing at me doing all of this shit like, I will fucking murder you, freckles, if you don't get me out of this fucking cage right now. And um, I don't know. Once a cat is feral, can you, like, make the thing like a, like a regular cat? You know? Something just, you know, chilling out, sitting on your fucking head as you watch Columbo? 
I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that thing, but uh, I feel horrible. It was the fucking worst goddamn day when the other one got squashed out in the fucking road. Um, and then I thought for half a second, I was like, oh my God, did I do it? Because it happened once. So I like looked under my car. I made sure I didn't have any blood on my tires or anything like there. So I had nothing. Um, but there you go. So that's the end of it. And now... If the cat comes back, I'm not feeding it because that thing is fucking, that thing, I, I respect that thing now. It's just, I mean, I loved it before. I was like, oh, you need my help. You don't need my help. It's got fucking four Freddy Krueger hands and it is ready to use them plus its mouth and it growls. This thing's like, all right. And you know what's funny is there's going to be a cat person out there going, you know what you should have done? You know what? You go fucking do it. Okay, because I don't know what I should do, and it's not my job to be a fucking expert and everything. All I know is I did what I thought I should do, and I almost got fucking clawed up by this fucking thing. So, you know, if you want to feel bad for something, feel bad for the birds in this fucking neighborhood, because that thing is gonna—it's <laughs> gonna go be. There's gonna be some bird cops like with fucking little tacks and yarn trying to figure out the kill zone that they need to stay out of with that thing around. Uh, much respect. All right, so. I'm doing this podcast Tuesday night, not not necessarily because I want to gloat about the Patriots victory. Um, I'm not gloating about it. I'm just fucking psyched that I was right. Um, I actually, I just literally got my booster shot about an hour ago. So, you know, it gives me the option. If I get a little sick, I don't have to do the podcast. And then I also have the option is if I don't get sick. I don't think I'm going to get too sick because I didn't get too sick the other two times. Um, I can kind of play it off like, oh, you know, I got the booster, man. I could just fucking chill out in my bed. You know, I'm whispering this like if my wife couldn't hear this, you know, like she doesn't have the ability to listen to a podcast. Um, Yeah, I went in and I got the shit done. It was fucking hilarious. I got the booster shot and I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden I just hear this down the aisle. I just hear this guy go, shit, fuck. And I was just like, all right. And, you know, everybody just sort of stands around. It's really amazing what you can do in public and the amount of people that just aren't going to do shit. You know, you always think I can't do something like that or I'm going to get thrown out of the fucking store immediately. Everybody just sort of stood around like, okay. Is that the end of it? Is that a frustrated parent? That's what I was thinking. And then I just hear it getting louder and louder. The dude had a radio I forget the song. It was funny because it was one of those inspirational songs. He had that on. And I see a security guard walking him out. And he's saying to the security guard, yeah, I bet your mother's proud. I bet she's real proud of you. And I was thinking, well, yeah, I'm sure she is. (laughs) What, is she proud of you? Shoving fucking toothpaste down the front of your sweatpants, you fucking asshole? Um... But, you know, we let him go. We just says, get out of here. Whatever the fuck it is you're doing. So he must have caught him stealing some aftershave or some shit. Shit, fuck. You know, let's, uh, sir, you mind putting that back? Shit, fuck. He's just walking him out. I bet you're proud. I got a little show. I got a little show. Um, so anyway, um, I ain't doing shit for the next 24 hours. Another upside of this, I'm supposed to drink water. They feel a little queasy, take a little Tylenol. 
Um, so whatever. We'll see what happens. I just had my blood work done. I still have the fucking antibody, so I think I'll be pretty good. Let's do some of the reads here for, for the week here. Oh, by the way, I got another, like, you know, major, like, I don't know. I want to I wanna buy a fucking dirt bike. Just because I learned how to ride a motorcycle, I don't want to forget how to do it. And if I've ever been a movie, my character has to drive one down the street, I don't want to have to have the stuntman do it, you know? It's one of those fucking things, right? So I just want to get a dirt bike, you know? I got a place where I can keep it. There's just a big fucking area where I can drive it. But I just know I'm going to wipe out at some point. I'm going to fuck my leg up, and it's going to be right before I have acting work or I have to go do a show. But... um I was looking them up. They're fuck. Some of those things are fucking expensive. You know, I always heard that KTM is the best. I looked those fucking things up. Those things are ridiculous. KTM dirt bike. Let's see what these things. Yeah, yeah. Those things. Let's see what. Let's see what the classic old Honda goes for. You know, although I, you know, MotoGP. I always root for the Ducatis. Not motorcycle Honda. Killed you, motherfucker. Finally, that same fly from the other fucking day. Mosquito, dead. Dead, done. See ya. Honda dirt bike. Let's see what these things go for. You want a two-stroke? You want a four-stroke? I will take the old man four-stroke. It's cleaner for the environment, and then also, you know, it's not f- super fast. Well, there's one for 900 bucks on Amazon. That can't be real. Are you kidding me? Signature series, full system, stainless steel muffler. There is no fucking way you can get a dirt bike for $900 on fucking... Wait a second. The Yashimura... Why is it always numbers? 2258401520RS9T, signature series, full system, stainless steel muffler. Oh, it's a muffler. There you go. You got to read the whole thing. It's like, no fucking way. It's like, Jesus Christ, Amazon's just giving them away. All right. Here we go. Off road, Honda. Okay, we'll go trail. I don't need competition. What am I going to be on fucking ESPN? They should have that. The dads of dirt bikes. Every trail. All right, there's the little one for the kid. Here we go. Yeah, they're like 10 grand. A 450, though. All right, so a 125 is 3,600 bucks. I got it. My ego has to get me. I have to get a 250 at least. That's like five grand. Five grand. You got five grand. Remember that? 16 candles. I heard the grill alone costs five grand. Um, I'd love to teach my kids how to ride, but then I'd be afraid that they'd actually get a motorcycle. Um, all right, let me see this fucking thing. You guys literally listen to me build my fucking dirt bike that my wife won't let me get. What am I doing? Let's get to the advertising. All right, Indochino. All right, personal style can define you as a person and help you express yourself. 
And the end of the year is a great time to take a look at your closet and decide what's working and what's not. Indochino can get your closet where you want it to be before the new year starts. Or you can gift a wardrobe upgrade to someone you care about with an Indochino gift card. Indochino! Offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Choose everything about your suit, including the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement linings. You can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. Give yourself a custom closet revamp with Indochino. Or the gift of great style with an Indochino gift card. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, at Indochino.com. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at I-N-D, wait, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code BURR, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code BURR, B-U-R-R. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Roman. Hello, Roman. Uh, Roman, you know, when the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. You need to have a toga wrapped around the shaft of your cock. Uh, Whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. Even though you are far, I just pictured your dick standing inside the side of the stage waiting for its cue. Um, You can fuck me now. That's you. Go on. You're on. You're on. Even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is that ED, erectile dysfunction, is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70. I love 70. Yeah, of course, 70. Jesus Christ, you're happy if you're getting up off the fucking couch. Experience some uh, some form of erectile dysfunction uh go to getroman.com slash burr now to speak to a u.s licensed healthcare professional about your erectile dysfunction and get 15 dollars off your first month of treatment ed is more common than most people think in fact 52 percent of men between the ages of 40 and 70 will experience some form of erectile dysfunction roman's system is completely confidential and totally destroyed They're not going to do that for you. No big logos or labels on packages. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. Uh, Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Burr and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Uh, complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash Burr today, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. You want the emperor going thumbs up or thumbs down? Get Roman. All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Solo Stove. For all you loners out there, we got a stove for you. Solo stove, kidding. There's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. Yeah, if you're just around a fire, all you can remember is smelling all fucking smoky. Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, 
When it's time to relax, one stove comes clear. Fire after fire. If you've got solo stove, there are no fumes. You fucking cunts. Um, and actually enjoy the fire. With Solo Stove's holiday sale, you can get a great deal on a Solo Stove fire pit. Solo Stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered. Made with premium grade 304 stainless steel, whatever the fuck that is. Sounds impressive to me. And a 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. It's like a vaporizer. Except there's no weed, man. It's just s'mores. So you fucking vape your weed, and then you go out and you make some s'mores right there. There's your whole fucking evening. Easy to light with a few bits of stata. Your fire is blazing in minutes. Perfectly portable. Take Solo Stove with you on camping trips and more. I'd take it to a tailgate. I'd stick it right under those tables those fucking Bills fans jump on just to add to it. Add a little WWF to the action. Um, lift... Uh, one of those crazy bastards is going to do it. Uh, let the gift giving begin. If anybody does that, no, no, I don't want to be connected to it. Don't say anything. <laughs> Shop Solo Stove's holiday sale for huge site-wide savings now through the end of the year and get $10 off with promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Get an extra $10 off holiday deals at solostove.com, promo code BURR. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, because you know what? Everybody's special. Liquid IV, or Liquid 4, as I read it. I've watched too many Super Bowl highlights. Who won Super Bowl 4? The Kansas City Chiefs! 64 toss power track! <laughs> Hank Stram, giggling like the fucking Joker. Vikings running around like a fucking, what do they say, Chinese fire drill. Which you can't say anymore. You'd have to say running around like a fire drill with a group of people of any sort of race that didn't know what was going on. Liquid IV, everybody. Cooler weather makes it easier to miss signs of dehydration like overheating or perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body properly hydrated. I just realized how stupid Chinese fire drill even, that didn't even make sense. That was just straight up fucking racism. Like who, who the fuck knows what your fire drill looks like over there? Well, they're not us, so they're confused. You get it? That jokes means we're smarter. Yeah, but it's not based in anything. All right. Flu season is in full swing. Uh, proper hydration and vitamins can help support a strong immune system. Making hydration a priority helps us feel healthier on a day-to-day -day basis and fuels us to be our highest potential. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Not only that, but the product tastes... Oh, you know what? I got to ask... Chinese people listening to this. I got to ask you guys questions at the end of this. Not only that, but the product tastes great with flavors like watermelon, strawberry, and lemon and lime. Are you going to be enjoying a few drinks now that the, that the holidays are approaching? This is what you need. Liquid IV hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange and more potassium and has as much potassium as a banana. Healthier than sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Made with clean ingredients, no GMO, vegan and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. Remember soy was supposed to be good? Jesus Christ, we read them wrong, huh? Grab your favorite liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BURR, B-U-R-R, at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, at liquidiv.com.
Com. All right, Chinese peoples, you know what? I got a letter from a couple of you guys from uh, Beijing, mainland China. I've gotten a few from. I want to know this. Like we got that, oh, we used to have that expression, like a Chinese fire drill, just total, you know, racist thing. What jokes do you have about Americans, about white people specifically? Come on, I want to hear them. I want you to write in what you guys say. There's got to be some jokes about how we don't fucking make anything over here anymore. There's got to be some jokes about, uh, there's always jokes about fucking, you know, you know, vaginas are horizontal or whatever. Come on, I, I want to hear, I'm going to hear, send me, send me your ignorance. This is what we'll exchange during the holidays. Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like 2001. Um, the New England Patriots are nine and four. They started off two and four. How do you start six games in the season? I don't know, but it works for this voice. We are now the number one seed in the AFC for the playoffs. Does that mean anything? It means we get home. If, if the season ended, ended today, we would have home field. Remember everybody all excited when Tom Brady left? And they act like Bill Belichick left too. They act like Bob Kraft left. All right? We still got we we still got a fucking run in us. We're smart too. Not like everybody says. No, I'm I'm uh, I am excited because I gotta be honest with you. I was like numb when Tom Brady left all of last season. I rooted for Cam Newton and I lied to myself that I was okay with the fact that the dude left. All right, and then this year it settled in like fuck. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, I, oh, I, I got to learn how to have. Um, and it's like, all right, we got this kid, Mac Jones. Bill Belichick is excited about him. He's letting him start. That's a good, I, that's a, that's a good sign and hung in it. But I never would have thought in a million years, as great as Bill Belichick is, and I, I would never think that we would be where we are right now. So I am very excited, much to the chagrin of all the other fucking sports fans in the NFL out there. They all, you know, for the most part, you guys fucking hate us, but I am a happy Patriots fan. So fuck all of you. Um, we're coming back and we got as good a shot as anybody, man. I'm getting too excited. I just thought it was going to be like a three-year build, you know, with Mac Jones to get to where we are right now. All right? That's it. Who knows? A month from now, we could drop four in a row and that could be the end of our fucking season. I don't know. I have no idea. All right? Whatever. I got my Christmas shopping done, which isn't real. Isn't, I, I got all of the, the people in my life done, but then my nieces and nephews, I got to fucking handle that shit and get them like, you know, I'll tell you what's underrated. Getting a gift, coming home and wrapping it. Okay? And just, you, you put it to bed. You put this shit to bed or you let it pile up one way or the other. And then you wrap them half boozed, you know. Then your kids start thinking about drunk elves or whatever. They still believe in all of that shit. Um, I don't know. So I have a few to, I have a few to add here. And uh, I just got my third microchip shot into me, according to the, uh, the people who aren't sheeple. Um, that's what they think. Maybe it was a third of a microchip, a third of a microchip, and now the third one. You know, isn't three 
Is three a magic number or is that a satanic number? Let me just check this out. Now that I've signed myself over to the devil, let's see what let's see what we got here. Is three an evil number? All right, let's see what we have here. Evil numbers. Oh, look at this. Ooh, evil numbers. Little witchy woman for you. Very little. Okay, the first evil numbers are, what is this? Okay, the, in number theory, an evil number is a non-negative integer that has an even number of ones in its binary expansion. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, my God. Integer. I'm going to break out in a fucking rash. I haven't heard that word since I've... I... Integer, to me, means hopeless. Um, these numbers give the position of the zero values in, its, in the Thu-Morse sequence. And for this reason, they have also been called the Thu-Morse set. Non-negative integers that are not evil are called odious numbers. Well, I got to see what the Thu-Morse sequence is. Hey, guys, remember that. Thu-Morse sequence. If you're going to go to a bar in Cambridge near Harvard, there's some shit you could fucking... In mathematics, the Thu-Morse sequence, or Prohet Thu-Morse sequence, is the binary... What is binary? I thought that was a sexuality. Uh, a bit stream, also known as a binary sequence. It's a bi stream is a sequence of bytes. Then I got to look up bytes, and it just never ends. It's like a fucking Hummel. Um, fuck it. I don't know what it means. Um, the binary sequence, an infinite sequence of zeros and ones obtained by starting with zero and successively appending the Boolean... Okay, fuck this. All right, I'll just tell you what the evil numbers are. The first evil numbers are 0, 3, 5, 6, 9, 10... 12, 15, 17, 18, 20, 23, 24, 27, 20. That's like fucking all of them. 30, 33, 34, 36, 39. All right. I'm going to go back and I'm going to name athletes that wore all these numbers. Let's see if I can go up to 39. Um, zero. Uh, that would be uh, Jason Tatum. Three, Babe Ruth. Five. Joe DiMaggio, six. Who the fuck wore six? I'm trying to think Yankees here because all their single numbers are gone at this point. I have no idea who... who oh, Bill Russell. Fucking idiot, I am. Uh, number nine. Oh, Teddy Ballgame, Ted Williams. Number 10, Fran Tarkington. Number 12, Roger Staubach. Number 15, Batsta. Number 17, uh, Jim Hart. Number 18 was, I always get these confused. That was Peyton Manning. Number 20, Billy Sims. 23, Michael Jordan. 24, I don't know. 27, Mike Krushelniski. 29, Jay Miller. Number, I can't do, no, 24, Terry O'Reilly. What am I, out of my fucking mind? Number 30, Chris Nyland. 33, Larry Bird. 34, uh, was that Kevin McHale? 
36, Jerome Bettis. 39, Sam Bam Cunningham. Go fuck yourselves. I have no life. All right, that's it, everybody. Um, we have coming up next, we have a bonus, uh, not a bonus, we have a uh, we have the Bet MGM, where me and uh, Paul Verzi, if you ever want to learn how to live life, you got to listen to Paul Verzi. Nobody understands what is important in life the way Paul Verzi does. I am married because of that guy. He's the one that talked me off the fucking ledge. I was a jumper, and he got me to go back in the window. Now I have a great life thanks to him. So um, listen to this clip. We'll do our NFL picks for week 15, I think, 14, 15. I don't know what it is at this point. Uh, So check it out. I hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody. What's up? We are back with our week 14 NFL preview. And as you guys know, we have teamed up here at Anything Better with BetMGM, and it's been amazing. The most reliable lines. We're having such a good time uh, using the BetMGM lines. Make all of our picks with them, okay? And we'll have special offers. If you make all of your picks with them, we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. And BetMGM has a big announcement this week. Louisiana. We've got some exciting news for you Louisiana, down there. Louisiana, oh, my LSU Tigers. Wah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Bet MGM is finally coming to Louisiana, okay? Uh, while sports betting isn't live quite yet there, okay, you could sign up early and receive $200 in free bets just for signing up. Just use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, to sign up, bonus code, okay? When you sign up, no deposit is required. That's right. Sign up. If you are, uh, if you're in Louisiana, use bonus code Burr B U R R for two hundred dollars in free bets and get started when sports betting is live. If you're in any other state, BetMGM is live. You can use bonus code Burr and you'll get two hundred dollars free after placing your first ten dollar bet. Here's how it works: You download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code Burr. That's B U R R. You'll receive two hundred dollars. Okay. So yes, so if you place your first $10 money line bet on NF any NFL game, you'll receive $200 in free bets immediately after placing your bet regardless of the outcome, which is fantastic and Louisiana get ready cuz that is coming for you as well. Guys, just download the BetMGM app, use bonus code BURR, you're getting money to have a good time with us. Now, let's get into the NFL preview right when Paulie thought he was gaining some traction, everybody. Paulie was looking at his games. He's gone off three and one. And sure enough, Bill was right there next to me going three and one. I gained fucking zero. I am running out of time, folks. I at what point did you time. think you were gaining on me? I had the Thursday game. I was one and oh. That's true. You did a that one was the one where I was like, oh, dude, he's definitely gonna go at least two and two. Um, I don't know, dude. I thought last week was gonna be bad. Dude, we spanked the book last week. We went fucking combined six and two people. Six I'll and tell two. Tell you right Br- now, if you want winners, yo. Uh, Watch this yes. week. We'll go zero and eight. <laughs> you know what? That's never happened. If that happens, we gotta have a name for that. Yeah, um, we do. I am back to five hundred. I am twenty six and twenty six. Bill continues to hold a three and a half game lead. Twenty nine, twenty two, and one. And now a we are precarious three and a half game lead. I have not felt good about my picks in a month. Um, but now we are on another week, uh, and and I see the lines here, Bill. We're on a, actually it's an even week, so I believe that we are all caught up with who goes first, and I believe Bill goes first 
this week because it's week is it week 14 all right i'll tell you who i like i'm gonna take the seattle seahawks at houston minus seven and a half i think russell wilson is healthy i think uh you know Pete carroll's got pride up there they they got a lot of losses they want to finish the season strong houston at this point what are they what are they they're playing for a fucking draft pick i say they go in there and they kick the they kick the uh, the pine tar right out of them uh, yeah, they consider- take those trash cans the Astros left are laying around. They put it over their heads and they fucking bang it with a wooden spoon. Dude, you went after that game so fast. I picked I picked against the Texans last week. It was 31 nothing. Oh, man, the Texans have been a gift that I did not take advantage That's of. That's not true, though. That's not true. Houston and Jacksonville are the two teams that you think are a gift. And then I don't know where they fuck you. And they beat the Bills. Oh, they did. Or beat they the cover. Bills. All right. Well, well, if there was gifts, we'd have a better fucking record. Although our record's pretty great against the spread. Record's pretty good, dude. After thirteen weeks. Come on, dude. If we were picking the money line, we'd have a network gig right now. We'd be sitting here wearing fucking sport coats. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans, giving eight and a half to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You fucking Tennessee, asshole. Off a of bye week. They're coming off a of bye week. Uh, I think they're playing Jacksonville. Come on. They're playing Jacksonville. They're, well, well, come on, man. You just picked a team that's playing the Texans. I'm that's mad not- you took my pick. It's a great pick. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with my emotions. I'm sorry. I stepped all over you. Go ahead, Paul. No, 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 no. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. I love them. I love them home, and I love them after a bye week. Uh, eight and a half is a lot of points, but I think they win that game by at least 10. All right. I'm going to take uh, my Arizona Cardinals. Oh, you've been divisional rivalry. I've been riding them all year. Minus two and a half hosting your Los Angeles Rams. Oh, that's a good game. That's going to be a great game. I like them at home, Paul. I like it at home. Rams are fucking erratic. You know, last week they fucking had a big win. They beat the shit out of somebody. Was it Houston? Was it Houston? Who did they beat last week? They beat the shit out of somebody. So I think, you know, they're strutting around. They probably banged a couple of celebrities when they got back to L.A., you know, they're going to take their foot off the gas a little bit before they realize that Kyler Murray's going to have them up by 10 points. All right. Well, I'm going to do something here. I hope. <clears throat> I'm going to do something here I'm not that comfortable with, but I think their season's completely on the line, and the line indicates that that. So there's a desperation in this game. I'm taking the San Francisco 49ers, beating Joe Burrow again. Back-to-back weeks, Joe Burrow's going to take an L. I think San Francisco, it's now or never. I'm taking Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers getting a point. It's basically a pick them. Uh, I think it's the 49ers season, so I'm going to take that. Ooh, I was thinking about taking Cincinnati. I don't know. Uh, but you know what? My next one, I don't know about this game because they might be going to their third-string quarterback. The New Orleans Saints, minus 6.5 at the Jets is interesting to me. Um, I don't know. I think this is, fuck it. I'm going to take the saints given six and a half. He's actually at five and a half now. Oh, five and a half. All right. Five and a half. Beautiful. I'll take it at five and a half. Even better. All right. Which means a bunch of people, I think, are thinking that that kid that runs all over the field, but this other kid that that they're, they're third string kid, sort of a drew Brees, six foot guy can run around, makes things happen. He takes pride in his accuracy. I mean, those are the kinds of things, Paul, that when you're playing the Jets in New York, you can get me more than five and a half. Old freckles. (laughs) Limping, Paul. Limping over the finish line. I like when you go, making money for you. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to ride this again, dude. I'm taking, they're, they're hitting a stride right now. I'm taking a Washington. I'm taking Washington at oh, home against, against the Cowboys, getting four. They have back-to-back wins. They're in the wild card hunt. Ron Rivera's got those team playing. That kid Heineke's playing good. Team's got confidence. And I don't know. Heineke or Henchy? It's Heineke. That's Heineke. Heineke. Um, I'm going to take Washington getting four at home. I think Paul, what are the Heineke's of the game? The Heineke's of the game are keeping it close with the running game and controlling the clock. And I think if Dallas does win that game, I think they win by a field goal and I sneak out a win by a point. All right. I got a crazy one this week, Paul. Oh, boy. And this might make us come right down to the wire. I'm taking a chance on this one. I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills getting three in Tampa. If you weren't fucking texting, you'd be like, what? I'm not texting. I'm looking at the games. I would never be texting during this. I don't know. I saw uh, your thumbs moving. What are you getting? Outside help? You calling no, a fucking... Look, man, I'm, I'm looking at the calling a lifeline out there, Paul? You getting desperate? Mr. High Stepping in fucking I October. I took exception to that. I got uh, <laughs> <laughs> you really poked the bear when you said that. Uh, um, Bill, uh, The Bills plus three. They had a fucking just a stupid loss last week against the Patriots. As great as that was a win, masterpiece. I mean, you're literally playing a game where you kick a field goal and it's good and it gets blown away. I mean, what the fuck are we talking about here? I think they're pissed. Um I don't think the rest of Tampa Bay is going to play up to Tom Brady's standards. I think they're all, no matter how much Tom yells at them, I think they're a little too fucking satisfied about last year. And the Bills are like, Jesus Christ, are we going to fucking let this city down again? I think they go down there and they fucking win the game outright. And I'm sticking with it. All right, dude. This is, I, I don't know. Dude, the fourth game this late in the season is tough. I don't know, man. I love the Packers. I love the Packers, but that's a lot of points. And part of me is, uh, should I go head-to-head with you and take the Bucks? But I think the Bills are desperate, too. Oof. I don't um, know what you see. Like, you you sit there going like, dude, I'm fucking taking the Packers. Put it in the bank. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing the best in the NFC. I know, but they're playing a they got to win by two touchdowns. No, no, no. You said that I'm, I, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. You said Done. put it You said put it in the books. It's Done. They're going to the Super Bowl. The Paul, they're playing to... the best football. That's not a fucking insane pick. No, no. You I'm fucking texted me Bears. last night like you had inside information. No, no. What do you mean? You I'm said put it the in the game. books. It, it's already in the books. They're the favorite. I mean, is anything in the books? We don't know if anything's... I mean, I don't know. You're saying put it in the books. All of a sudden, I thought I was getting inside information. I was like, wait a minute. They're they're fucking crushing it. Wait, but aren't the Tampa Bay Bucks number one in the NFC at nine and three? Oh, are they? I don't know. I got kids. And what about, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) I couldn't even name the divisions right now, Paul. Somebody told somebody said something great last night. They go, how come nobody's talking about the Cardinals going to the Super Bowl for the NFC? And that's another thing. But I don't know. I'm, I'm I just don't know, Bill. I'm just not blown away by their coach. And as someone who hasn't played organized football except for two weeks in August in third grade, like I have a lot of concerns about it as a stand-up comedian. 
All right, dude. I'm 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 calling an audible here, man. This is not good. Dude, you realize how great it would be if the Packers go? Because then, like, you'll have all football fans, and then you'll have vaxxed versus unvaxxed people also watching the Super Bowl, wanting the vaccinated quarterback of the AFC to beat the unvaxxed, and vice versa. I mean, the whole the whole fucking country's gonna be watching. I mean, if people are that fucking, if people are gonna turn it into that. We talking about Paul? That's all they've done with sports. Sports used to be an escape. Now every yeah. week I'm fucking watching somebody with Lyme disease crawling across the 50 yard line to flip a coin. Just a reminder: people are suffering. Enjoy the game. I'm taking Green Bay, laying 12 and Paul a half. Paul Bursey putting his dick on the table. Woo! I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They're playing the Bears, and they need home field. They Strong. need home field throughout the playoffs. If they're going to beat the Bucks, they're going to fucking lay it on them. Uh, I think that the quarterback is hurt for Chicago. Chicago, So let's go. They beat them by two touchdowns. There you go, Andrew. Dude, he, he owns it. the Bears. He said it himself on national television. Tampa and uh, T- Tampa and Green Bay are both at the top of their division. If I, Were you guys asking? Yeah, that might, might, who's who's the number one seed though? Um, Who gives a shit? It's the fucking the regular. Well, it's the card. It's the Cardinals. They're ten. Cardinals two. are the number one seed. I yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. That's right. You just disrespected him. I heard Kyler Murray watches this podcast. I didn't hear that, but I hope he does. So I um, hope he's feeling some type of way about that pick. You just slapped a future MVP of the league in the face, Paul. Well, listen. In the face. He's good, but oh, uh, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> yes, uh, in the face, America, uh, coming to America. There you go. In uh, when they were at the St. John's game, yes, in the face. She's in like, it's the half face, time. half time. Um, all right, Bill, you know what time it is? Oh, you know what time? Oh, uh, let the Monday night special. It's the Monday night special. Win some money for you. And uh, this week is the Los Angeles Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. And the line is two and a half. By the way, our apologies, not that we owe apologies, but what could we do with the last Monday night special when the wind is blowing, the Patriots throw the ball a couple times, the other team throws a ball a couple times. There was nothing to really, I mean. The By the wind- way, Paul, did I call that game or did I call that game? You call that, hey, man, you call that game. And not only that, the first thing, your first instinct was what? Under, 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 you know, you know, somebody actually placed a bet. It was $10. It was a $50 to win 10,000. And what they did was they bet, they put together a parlay and it was all the unders for receivers figuring it was going to be, you know, not a lot of balls put in the air. So they took all the unders for every receiver, what they're expected to get, put 50 bucks and they won 10 grand. Wow. What a smart, what a smart Andrew, you really just kind of blew my eye. I knew who was going to win the game out of the water. I was all excited about that. Then that guy comes along. Listen, just threads that needle. (laughs) I came out and I hit a giant beach ball that was coming at me. And this guy fucking. (laughs) He's doing his hat turn around. (laughs) All right, what do you think? Good for him, man. Kyler Murray running for 50 or 45? Kyler Murray, for as much as he runs, is not what people think he he is. He definitely rolls out. He's he's like a f- even faster Doug Flutie. And if you watch Doug Flutie play, he ran a lot of the times, but he didn't like run down the field. 
So I know he does do that, but he a lot of times, you know, Out of he's bounds, not the tallest yeah. guy, so he's just getting away from the uh, the trees so he can see what's down the field. So 50 is a lot of yards. And I also think the, Ram, the Rams have a good defense. Um, I like 45 more than I like 50. So you're right, not going to win as much money, but you're going to win. Kyler Murray to rush for 45 yards, I love. Mm-hmm. And then that uh, that fucking uh, Cooper Cup or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh my god, that guy always he always has like nine thousand catches. <laughs> that guy's unbelievable. Um, um, I'd be honest with you, I don't know. My, okay, I how about this? What about a sack? They got one of the best front fours out there. They got J.J. Watts. They got uh, Chandler Jones. J.J. Watts out for the year. I wish I knew that before I bet Arizona this week. <laughs> what happened to him? No, he's been hurt. I think yeah, he's out, man. I think he's out. Um, about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's having a good year, right? He's got Odell now. Odell's got back-to-back games with a touchdown. He's got. Cooper Is having Cuffing. Odell an advantage? Seems that seems that the last two weeks he's been a choir boy catching touchdowns, but I think it's that, that's test- how those guys are. Yeah. They're in a new relationship. Hey, can I get can I get the door for you? Yeah. Sure, I love that kind of movie too. Yeah, and then he smacks the shit out of you, date nine. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't put enough butter on the popcorn. Um let's uh, see. Um I like Chandler Jones to get a sack. I like Kyler Murray to get 45 yards. And then I like something for Matthew Stafford. I say Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford throws. throws. So Bill said Cardinals two sacks. We'll go with that. You want to go Matthew Stafford throwing two or one? I don't want him to throw any. I bet the fucking Cardinals. All right, so we'll go Matthew Stafford. Well, he's got one. that Cooper Cup. That son of a gun runs all over. The- he's like a water bug out there, Paul. He's going to throw one. So let's go Matthew Stafford throws one. The Cardinals get two sacks. Two and what, sacks. Do you want the third- what do you want the third one to be But with Kyler Ky- Murray? Kyler Murray's going to run in for a touchdown. There you go. All right, everybody. That is the end of our week 14 um, preview. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And again, please sign up to bet MGM for all of their reliable lines um, by using bet MGM lines. Um, we can actually give you some money. How about that? And Louisiana, they're coming to you. Got exciting news for you. BetMGM is finally coming to Louisiana. Uh, while sports betting isn't live yet, you could sign up early and receive $200 in free bets just by uh, signing up. Use bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R. When you sign up, no deposit is required. That's right. Sign up. If you're in Louisiana, use bonus code BURR for $200 in free bets and get started uh, when sports betting is live. If you're in any other state, BetMGM is live. You can use bonus code BURR. Get $200 free after placing your first $10 bet. Here's how it works. You download the BetMGM app. You sign up using bonus code BURR, B-U-R-R, place your first bet, $10 money line on any NFL game. You'll receive 200 bucks in free bets immediately after placing your bet, regardless of the outcome. You're getting $200 if you pick if your pick stinks. It doesn't get better than that, guys. So uh, <laughs> join BetMGM, use bonus code BURR, enjoy it. We use it. We love it. We're having a great time. Most reliable lines out there. You guys know BetMGM. You've been looking at that line your whole life. Take care. 
This is it. We will see you guys next week. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, D.C., Iowa, Indianapolis, Louisiana, Michigan, Missouri, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, Washington only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan, disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Colorado, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indianapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. Or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Call or text the Tennessee red line 800-889-9789-TENNESSEE or call 1-888-777-9696 in Missouri or 1-800-547-6133 for Washington. That's 1-800-547-6133. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. All righty. There was the little bet MGM. Is that how you say it? Bet MGM clip for the week. Um, Now we're going to have a little music interlude here picked out by the uh, wonderful uh, Andrew Themelis and uh, after that we will have a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast from a Thursday uh, a little while ago all right that's it Uh, have a great weekend you cunts and I'll talk to you on Monday podcast for monday december 9th 2013 how you doing how are you how's your weekend how's your christmas shopping oh my god there's so many people to buy for there's not enough time what am i gonna do you know what you're gonna do just bake them a fucking cake all right you walk right up and you mush it right in their fucking cunt happy holidays fuck all you you know that's the only reason why you like me you're gonna judge me on my goddamn gifts well, I got a gift for you. It's right there. You got frosting in your pubes. All right? Who else does that for you? Nobody. And now you know. Now you know who really cares about you. Um, sorry. I'm in a grumpy fucking mood. I'm having a great time over here. Still, still in Europe. I'm, uh, I'm in the Emerald Isle. Ireland. I'm in Dublin, Ireland tonight. I uh, just landed this morning. I already called the Opie and Anthony guys to announce the second annual Patrice O'Neill Comedy Benefit. All the proceeds uh, goes to his uh, wonderful family, his loving family. And uh, we're also going to give some money for um, victims of strokes. It's just a great, great benefit um, that we're doing again this year because so many people wanted to come last year. We only did one show, so people still want to come out 
and uh, but also a bunch of other comics were like, what the fuck, Bill? How come you didn't ask me to be on it? And I was like, well, listen, you know, I tried. I did my goddamn best. All right, so we're doing it again this year, and I'm just going to keep fucking doing it. Uh, hopefully as long as we can. Because that's what Patrice was doing. He was taking care of his family. So we're his friends, and we're stepping up. And God damn it, why don't you help us step up by buying a fucking ticket? Well, we will, Bill. But first, why don't you tell us about all the wonderful talent that's on the show? Well, God damn it, I'm going to. All right, we have the wonderful Jimmy Norton, Nick DiPaolo, Dave Attell, Colin Quinn, Dane Cook, talent, myself, Rich Voss, Bonnie McFarlane, Keith Robinson, Robert Kelly, Big J Okerson, and Harris Stanton. Okay? You think there's a better show out there? Well, then, God damn it, you go to it. But if you don't, come on down Tuesday, February 18th, 2014. Tickets are on sale right now. We'll have the link if you follow me on Twitter. Um, I got that up there already. And uh, it's for a wonderful, wonderful cause. And um, it's becoming this great thing now where we're just going to be celebrating um, just our great friend and how funny he was and his unbelievable work. And it's now also becoming kind of like a reunion thing. It's, it's really become a great thing. So we'd love you to come down and share the experience with us while raising money for a wonderful cause. There you go. And um, some of you have bitched to me going like, dude, why is it on a fucking Tuesday? You know, I got school the next day. I understand that. I apologize. But, you know, if you want a great lineup of comedians, um, you know, to do a benefit, Tuesday is the night. When the most guys are in town, most people have gigs on Saturday nights and that type of shit. Um, so most people are out of town. So Tuesday night is, is the night I pick because, you know, as much as you want to go to this thing, stand up comics want to be on the show because we all love the guys. So that's why it's Tuesday night. I know it's a bit of a pain in the ass, but hey, it's a goddamn charity. You're going to bitch about charity. All the comics are working for free. Okay, so go fuck yourself, one person who complained about that, that it, it annoyed me so much that I felt like I needed to address it. All right, so here we are. Now on to the podcast. Oh, my God, the places I've been and the things I've seen. I can't remember if I, if I just did this on Opie and Anthony, but I, even if I told you about it last week, I, I need to warn you guys. I went and I saw the Sistine Chapel. And it is the Sistine Chapel. I thought it was the 16, as in 1-6. And I was sitting there with the lovely Nia as we were standing in fucking line. That wasn't even that bad, that bad because it was the wintertime. Uh, and basically, this is the deal. When you go into the the Vatican, I guess, the, the, the ass end of the Vatican, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really sidestep the easy joke there, okay? With all due respect to all the victims. When you go into the anus of the Vatican, you have two options when you go into the Sistine, Sistine Chapel. You either go left or you go right. Okay? If you're wired like me, go to the right. You'll go right into the Sistine Chapel. All right? But if you're an unlucky dumb cunt like myself, you go, ooh, right, left, right, eh, fuck it. I'm going left. And I went left. And uh, you go through the whole Vatican um, museum and within there they have every vestment every fucking spatula every light bulb every fucking priest ever used and you're walking through it and it just keeps saying Sistine Chapel Sistine even though I still thought it was 16 because I'm a fucking idiot 
right? <laughs> so, in every other room, the ceiling is painted. So you walk in, you're like, is this it? Is, is this, is this the Sistine? No, no, keep going, keep going. Basically, by the time you get through all this shit, you don't even care anymore. And then you walk in there, and it's ridiculously small. It's not nearly as big as they make it look on TV. Don't they make it look like it's, you know, would like take up the whole ceiling of your living room? Just that one picture of God sort of uh, gingerly touching the other guy's finger. It isn't. It's just this little fucking thing that you could cut out of the ceiling and put under your arm. Bring it to all your friend's house one weekend. Is that from the, the Sixteen Chapel, dude? Yeah, it is. So, uh, and you know what's worse is once you get in there and then you look and, and you start going, my God, it's not even that big. You know, what the fuck? You know, all the guards who are standing there just sit there shushing people. Shh. 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 The whole time you're in there. And that's when the stand-up comic in me slash control freak kicks in. You're like, all right, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck this stupid picture and your silly outfits from 300 fucking years ago. All right? You got every goddamn thing in this museum you got every fucking shoe, every gold-plated whatever. You got everything about the Catholic Church in here except for the rape, murder, and the fucking pedophilia. <laughs> I didn't have the balls to say that because they're their own country. They're a sovereign state, as they say. So as much as I, I wanted to say that, aside from who's can do, I didn't have the balls to say that or the wherewithal to think of that in that moment when I was being shushed. Um, I didn't know what happens. Like, what happens if you say something like that when you're on the Vatican grounds? Do they just kick you back into Italy? You know what I mean? Or do they take you down into some dungeon and basically treat you like they treated a lot of little boys? I couldn't resist. Sorry. Um, great. Now a bunch of fucking Jesus freaks are going to... Now, if you're a Jesus freak and you still listen to this, you're, you're an asshole. All right? What? You're an asshole. You know, what the, you know what I think. Anyways, let's plow ahead. So, so I, I mentioned, I said 16 Chapel to Nia. What did I say to her? I said, you know what? This fucking line is so long already. Forget about it in the summertime. So, you know what we should do? We should open a bar across the street. And I go, we should call it the 17 Chapel. You know? And she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, 16 Chapel and across the street, 17 Chapel. You know, you, you get fucked up because your feet are swollen from standing in the line for so goddamn long. She just sort of cocked her head. She's like, Bill, you realize it's the Sistine Chapel. You realize that? And I just smiled at her and then she just started laughing at me, just realizing what a fucking idiot that she's decided to spend her life with. <laughs> And I'd love to tell you guys that that was just a joke, that that's just a silly fucking anecdote. It isn't. It's 100% fucking true. I kind of knew it was 16, but it just became 16 in my head. I have that same disease my dad has where for John Elway's entire career, he called him John Onway. And you'd be like, Dad, Elway, Elway. You'd be like, On? Uh, what is it? Uh, Onway? Anyways, this, this, this John Onway, I'm telling you, this guy, he, he, he can run, he, he, he can pass. Dad, it's Elway. I, I heard, just let me finish. Let me finish. This guy, you know, so I, I think I inherited that from him. I, I, don't, I don't know if I don't hear well, 
or I'm so wrapped up in my own thoughts, as Nia would suggest. But either way, somewhere along the line, it became the 16th chapel to me. That doesn't even make sense. It should be the 16th. Every time I think I've hit, like, the, the, the bedrock of my stupidity, right? Something else, something else comes along. Um, anyways, but since then, I have left Italy. Sadly, I left Italy. Uh, the food was fucking unreal. And, uh, you know what killed me, though? Shit, sorry, sorry about moving this around here. Oh, is that... Is that my shirt making all that fucking noise? I thought that was just in my ear. God damn it. How about now? Is that better? Now I can move around. There we go. I'm literally laying here with a fucking pad of paper under my recorder. This is so stupid. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not funny sitting down. I gotta be laying down or standing up. Alright? I'm not walking around for an hour and a half in a fucking hotel room. I can't believe all of that had that scratch underneath it. I thought it was in the headphones. I thought there was a bug in there, like in Star Trek, when they crawled into that guy's fucking ear. Remember they dropped those little maggots in there? That was terrifying. Um, anyways, plowing ahead. So I leave Italy, and I fly up to, uh, I'm on my way to Glasgow, so I have to connect in Amsterdam. And as you fly up, I saw the entire west coast of Italy. It was insane. And I just watched that World War II documentary, and I was thinking of all that stuff, you know, these soft underbelly of the Nazi Europe when they came in here and rather than going into this one part, they came in the southern part and they had to fight through the fucking mountains. And that's all I'm thinking. And you look down and from the air, so much of it, like, uh, it's really impressive, like, even though I'm sure there's a zillion people over there, like how much of it is still those green fields. So when you look down, it looks like World War II um, footage, except now it's in full color. Like, I half expected us to start dive bombing and strafing some poor bastard trying to run into the fucking tree line and uh you fly over the swiss alps and then right on up and uh it was just fucking incredible i had my goddamn face pressed up against the glass like some eight-year-old on his first trip i really am a geek for this travel stuff man it's 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 awesome so um landed in amsterdam Get all the way up to Glasgow, connected, no fucking problems, no nothing. And uh, people in Scotland, they're, they're cool as they're cool as hell. You show up, the fucking lady checking me in was going to my show that night. Well, there was a guy checking me in, but the other the other lady who was working there. You know, most countries you go into, they're looking at you like you're a fucking terrorist. You know, even though you look like Ron Howard. They always go, where are you staying? I don't fucking know. What, are you going to call me? Well, I'm staying in a fucking hotel. How long are you here? I'm here for a day. Oh, really? What are you only here for a day for? Oh, because I'm going to blow the whole fucking place up. What do you think? What do you think I'm here for? Can't you see the sad clown in front of you? What do you think I'm doing here? I'm just as pasty as you, you dumb fuck. Let me in your country, right? Then I like that. They don't like that at all up in Scotland. They don't give a fuck. They're like, oh, that's that freckled cunt I'm going to see tonight at the fucking uh, the shit shack down the street. So, um, anyways, went down, did the uh, did the show, worked with this hilarious guy, Gary Little, opened up for me. The guy was a fucking riot. Great guy. And uh, afterwards, I hung out with him and uh, Kevin Bridges. Had a bunch of fucking 
you know, drank whiskey, scotch, whatever the fuck we were drinking. Just had a great night talking comedy and all that type of thing. So uh, I want to thank everyone that came out to that show. It was just great, man. It was amazing. Like, seriously, when I was on stage in, like, Scotland, I didn't I didn't feel like I was outside of the United States, except a couple times I said a couple of dumb things. But, uh, you know, I thought they would get or whatever, making fucking baseball references. Stupid, right? So that one went great. Next day, kind of had a little bit of a delayed flight, flew down to Amsterdam. That one was awesome. Had a bunch of people came in from Germany and Belgium telling me I should do shows there, so maybe I'll add those the next time. It was just awesome, and uh, I actually spent an extra day in Amsterdam, and I was trying to be mature enough to not go down. Sorry, i got to move this fucking thing. I was trying to be mature enough not to go down to the red light district, you know? Right across the street where I was staying from was the Vincent Van Gogh Museum, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to give another museum another chance. Because I get anxiety when I go into museums because I go in there and it's all this smart shit in there and I could give a fuck after the first exhibit. Like I literally just want to run through the place and get out of there. And um, But I went to the Vincent Van Gogh one and I absolutely loved it. I loved it and for the first time I think I actually appreciated art. And I, and I hate to say this, I think half of the reason was I went by myself. There was nobody else there, so I didn't have to... I'm always, like, 20 miles ahead of anybody who I go to a museum with. You know those fucking people you go to a museum with and they actually get the fucking... the headphones and the recorder, and they just go from exhibit to fucking exhibit. They got to watch every goddamn film. And I, I don't... I should respect people like that, but I don't. I hate them. So, anyways, I went to the Vincent Van Gogh Museum... It's insane. They just have his paintings hanging on the fucking wall. <laughs> Did that just sound dumb? I don't know. It was always a zillion miles away to me, right? So I'm looking at them. And as amazing as they were, I was still in and out of there in 35 minutes. And that includes going to the gift shop. I walked in. And the first thing I saw was he drew a picture of like, he was taking this art class. And he, he had to draw like a picture of like the skeleton or something like that, a painting draw a picture paint the fucking human skeleton so he painted it and in the end he put a cigarette in its mouth as like a fuck you to his teacher so immediately i like this guy i like this guy he's not some goody two shoes right you forget to say his homework he's not that guy right he's the guy who's gonna have the fake id and go get you some booze in the fucking late 1880s so i looked at all of his shit and i really liked it there you go that's as deep as I can say. I didn't really like his chalk period. <laughs> He's painting with chalk or whatever. The black and white shit I wasn't into. But the thick paint with the lines, I was into that. It was great. The further you step back, the more it looked like what the fuck he was painting. Then when he got up close, it looked like a bunch of lines. How do you do that? You know, he can't stand 40 yards away with a long paintbrush. They didn't have that technology back in the 1880s. They didn't. Don't even tell me they did. You know, they looked closely at his paint. He had a bunch of sand and leaves in it. The guy was out of his mind. The only thing I don't like is uh, he cut his ear off. I don't like that part. You know? It's a dumb thing to cut your ear off for. Although some people would say love is the most important thing in life. But you know what? It's not worth... I don't know. 
turning yourself into Marvin Nash. You're like Mr. Blonde and Marvin Nash all at the same time. Jesus Christ, it's fucking horrific. All right, 17 minutes in. Let's do, uh, let's do a little bit of advertising here. Um, all right. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You know, I got a decent review on a show I did over here in Europe, and someone was trying to say that I, I pretend to be stupid. And um, I just started laughing. I was like, if that person ever heard me try to read out loud, they would really retract that statement. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a moron, but, you know, come on, 16 Chapel. You going to sign that up to your fucking spelling, spelling bee group there or whatever? Man great, everyone. Man great. I'm here to tell you about the man great. It's for men and it's fucking great. This holiday season, think the man great. What is the man great, you ask? They are 100% made in America cast iron grilling grates that are revolutionizing, revolutionizing the way people grill. Named one of 2012's best grilling accessories by Men's Health Magazine. Man's great, man grates are the perfect gift this holiday season. Click on the man great banner at BillBird.com for their 19.99 holiday special. Remember, each Monday morning podcast order comes with a heavy-duty grilling brush. Again, that's the Mangrate Grill Enhancement System. Order today at BillBird.com. All right, that was only one fuck-up. That's not bad. That's, that's not bad. One over. All right, Dollar Shave Club, everyone. You know the deal. For a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing quality razors, where? Right to your damn door. Not only does it save you a ton of cash, it saves you from trudging to the drugstore for, for a pack of blades. Um, personally, I always get stuck behind, you know, I don't know, some hipster trying to buy some mustache trimmer. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. I just got to skip past all this old lady crap. I don't get stuck behind them. You get stuck behind some jerk off you don't want to be behind. And you don't need to be. Why is that? Because with Dollar Shave Club, for just a couple bucks a month, amazing quality razor blades are delivered right to your door. That's right. No more wasting time and no more getting hit up for 20 bucks every time you go to buy razors. Everybody here is getting the Dollar Shave Club blades, meaning me, and you should too. It is a genius idea. Absolute genius. Try replacing your old shaving cream with Dr. Cavi's Easy Shave Butter from DollarShaveClub.com. Trust me, your face will thank you later. Uh, don't waste time at the drugstore behind the lady paying in pennies. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr or go to billbird.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. Keep your stress level low and your bank balance high. Shave time, shave money. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash billburr. All right, one more. Hulu Plus, mate. Hulu Plus. You've probably tried hulu.com now. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite shows anytime, anywhere. Hulu Plus, let, Hulu Plus lets you watch thousands of hit TV shows and a selection of acclaimed movies on your television or on the go with your smartphone or tablet. And it all streams in what? HD for the best viewing experience possible. With Hulu Plus, you can watch your favorite current TV shows like Saturday Night Live, Community, and Family Guy. You can also, you can also check out exclusive content, including Hulu originals like The Awesome. Starring SNL's Seth Meyers and Moon Boy, starring Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. Hulu Plus also offers a great selection of acclaimed films for only $7.99 a month. You can stream as many TV shows and movies as you want, wherever you want. What more do you need? I'll tell you what. Right now, you can try Hulu Plus free for two weeks when you go to HuluPlus.com slash capital B-I-L-L. -L. 
That's a special offer from my listeners. Make sure you use the HuluPlus.com slash bill so you get the extended free trial and they know that we sent you. Once again, go to HuluPlus.com slash bill now or click on the Hulu Plus banner on the podcast page at BillBird.com. All right. That wasn't too bad, was it? Was that sort of painless? How the fuck did that take three minutes? Um, all right. On, back to the podcast here. Um. What else did I want to talk about? Oh, when I was over in England, I really saw this crazy story. Um, when I went to London, yeah. Um, they had a Marine over there, a guy named Alexander Blackman. And he just got jailed for life for murder of an Afghani insurgent. Uh, it's unreal. Basically what happened was I guess they shot this insurgent guy. And this guy, Alexander Blackman, walked up to him. I mean, I got to get the quote here. What exactly did he say? Oh, he just walked up to the insurgent as the guy was laying there, I guess, wounded. And he, sh- he shot him in the chest and said, shuffle off this mortal coil. Sorry. Shuffle off this mortal coil, you cunt. It's nothing you wouldn't do to us. And for some reason... The fucking jerk-off behind him had a camera in his helmet, and they filmed it. So now Britain has to act like they don't care that he did that. Now they have to act like they give a shit, and that that's conduct unbecoming of a good fucking soldier. Um, If anybody can find a four-second moment in any war in history where that, that doesn't happen, you know, they're talking about how on the other side when they catch these guys... When they catch our guys, they skin them alive and cut their fucking heads off. So as far as I'm concerned, that guy got off easy. Fuck him. Am I the only guy who saw Saving Private Ryan? What happened when they let that guy go? He came right back and started killing their guys. You sent him over there to kill the other guys. And evidently he didn't do it in the proper fucking way. Uh, You know, he saved the British people money. You don't have to feed that guy porridge anymore. Right? It's war. You're training these guys to murder people. He goes out. He does his fucking job. He murders this guy. And now what? Now you got to act like you're outraged because it was filmed. That guy got fucked over. He got fucked over the same way the 49ers did when they played the Saints. (laughs) Uh, Look. I am not, I'm not pro-war. I'm not. But I'm also not a fucking moron, okay? You can't train people to do some shit like that and stick them in those hellacious fucking environments where there really are no fucking rules, regardless of whatever convention, Geneva Convention or whatever bullshit that you signed. Give me a fucking break, all right? I don't think what that guy did was, I don't even think within the context of war, I mean, morally, is it right or wrong? I mean, morally, war isn't right. I don't understand. If he actually was pinned down and he fucking shot that guy in the head, they give him they give him medal. I don't know. The whole thing is fucking stupid. They so the guy has to do at least ten years. And uh, personally speaking, I hope they send him to. I was saying this on Opie and Anthony this morning. I hope they send that guy to the Goodfellas jail. You know. Don't put too many onions in the sauce, right? Okay, now we can eat. 
All right. You know what would be great? If everybody around the world just quit every army. That would be perfect. And then you just let these fucking nerds with their ties, right, and their beards and shit, just let them have it out, right? There's a fucking hacky thought. Am I writing the lyrics to a hippie song? (laughs) (laughs) All the leaves are brown. Sorry. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, this fucking tour. This tour is going to be the death of me, man. I swear to God. No, it isn't. I'm going to tough, tough my way through it because I just read the fucking new Bobby Orr book. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. I'm thinking of everything he said in that book and it's keeping me going. I'm just focusing on tonight's game here in Dublin. I'm not thinking about how I have to fucking connect an AFRO one more fucking time all the way over to goddamn Helsinki. I'm not thinking about that shit. That fucking flight might as well be 20 years in the future. That's bullshit. I wish I, I, wish I believed in that. Um, anyways, what else? Well, I guess I just brought up NFL football. I did not watch a second of it yesterday. I'm on the other side of the planet, and, uh, I don't know what I was doing. I was trying not to get sick, I guess. I've been eating like shit, and, uh, although I did get some, I got some friendly emails from some Cleveland Brown fans notifying me that the Patriots won. Um, here's one. Hey, you red-haired fuck. Uh, haven't you guys exhausted the red-haired angle? There's so many other things about me that are stupid-looking that you could make fun of, you know? Jesus Christ, enough with the fuck. I get it. Hey, they're red balls. How many fucking times? You know, I got a gigantic forehead, you know? I'm not going to help you guys out. You figure it out, you one-trick ponies. All right, hey, red, hey you red-haired fuck. I hope you're proud of the Patriots' win. Nothing like cheating all day to get what you want. Tom Brady's a sissy piece of shit. <laughs> oh, God. I don't understand how people watch NFL football every week and they don't see what's going on. And they start blaming the other team. You know? Didn't you see when the Patriots played the fucking... Uh, who the hell did we play there? The end of the, I don't even, can't even remember. We played that fucking game and the end of the game... Uh, they didn't call the interference. I mean, how was everybody? Oh, the fucking league loves Tom Brady. <laughs> fucking these passion interference calls are fucking bullshit. It's, it's, it's happening to everybody. All right, you stupid fuck, Browns fan. Did you notice that the NFL settled out of court? Did you notice that? That they settled out of fucking court. To those, those fucking, those hits. Do you understand that? Do you understand that they're all about making money? Okay? If Drew Brees is out, if Tom Brady is out, if Peyton Manning is out, they lose fucking money. So they are ridiculously protecting all of those quarterbacks. And like in all sports, the stars will get even more calls. All right? You dumb brown cunt. Okay, and as far as the pass interference calls, if you're mad at that, don't get mad at the Patriots. Get get mad at Jim Ursay and Peyton Manning, who bitch moaned and complained, and, and fucking Ursay spearheaded changing the rules of coverage. You combine that with the fact that the NFL has hit their saturation point where there's no more sports fans left to watch the NFL. So now they have to get people, the casual fan, the person who doesn't give a fuck. Okay, if you don't give a fuck about the sports, the the sport that, you know, is on in the background, the way to get people's heads to turn is scoring. So everything is about scoring now. 
Okay, that pass interference call when I was growing up was called coverage. That was great coverage two years ago or a year ago. I know maybe two and a half years ago. That was great coverage. Now that's considered pass interference. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. It's a travesty. I've said every week on this fucking podcast that it used to be the hardest thing to do in, in, in professional sports in America anyways is to hit the curveball. Now it is trying to cover a fucking receiver. All right? You can't it you can't hit him anymore. You can't touch him. You can basically run next to him, but I think you have to hold your breath because you're not even allowed to breathe on him at this fucking point. And now they got this thing, you know, you can no helmet to helmet, so now they hit low, and now guys like Gronkowski just got his knee blown out because the other guy in, on Cleveland like a, two, year, two years ago, that would have been a dirty hit. Why did he hit him so low? Now, because of that settled out of suit thing, you can't, you know, helmet to helmet, uh, settle out of court thing. I can't even fucking talk. I'm so jet lagged. They got to go low. And all you fucking cunts on the Internet who are sitting there saying that Gronkowski's made out of glass. That's just so. F really? You could take a defensive back going full speed into the side of your knee. You, you could handle that. You fat fucking cunts. I'm glad your dreams didn't come true. How do you like that? That's right. I came with no gloves. No gloves on. Go fuck yourselves. Um, I can't even speak this fucking week. What else did I see? Uh, Rose Bowl tailgate legend and awesome fucking comedian uh, Joe Bartnick asked me if I saw the Bruins-Penguins game. So I actually watched some of the highlights of that. And, uh, you know, that was very out of the uh, out of character. By uh, Sean Thornton. I don't obviously don't condone that. I don't think he does either. I don't know why he did that. You know, I know Marshawn just got hit. Marshan, however the fuck he's supposed to say it now. Uh, but yeah, I don't condone that either. Although I did find it funny, all the Penguins fans, not Joe, but the other ones, talking about dirty hits, you know, as they look the other way with the absolute fucking... Just some of the filthiest fucking people ever have played for the Penguins, and they just look the other way. You know, Matt Cook, Al Samuelson, all of those guys. The amount of fucking careers those cunts ended. And none of the Penguins fans had any problem with it. They got Al Samuelson in their ring of honor. <laughs> now they're going to bitch about Sean Thornton. You know, the fuck. Uh, but having said that, I don't condone whether it happens to my team or my team's doing it. That's 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 dirty play, you know, and he should be punished. Um uh, but, I mean, that's the only time I've ever seen him do something like that. Now, if he does it again, then he's a dirty piece of shit, which I know he's not going to. All right. Um, all right. With that, what else can I talk about? What should I do here? Overseas sports? I went to a, a premier game, premier football league game yesterday. I went to Arsenal versus Everton. And I guess Arsenal was heavily favored. And uh, it was an incredible experience. It really was the um, the I guess the club itself I guess you would call it. Uh, I don't like naming names on the podcast, but uh, they hooked me up with tickets through the promoter, and uh, we sat basically in the best seats in the house, like the club seats, the leather seats. They gave me a little blankie for when I went out there in case I got cold. I took a picture of it with the hashtag cozy smug cunt, and uh, I went out there and it was it was great. Listen to everybody singing the songs and shit. But if if I lived in England, I would definitely pick a team. 
and I would go to the pub and learn all the songs, and then I would go sit in the upper deck. Because who wouldn't want to get shit-faced standing up the whole game singing songs? It looked great. So anyways, it was 0-0 zero, zero or nil-nil, the exact fucking reason why Americans do not watch soccer or football, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And then finally, but it was still a beautiful fucking game to watch. It really is. It's a lot like hockey, to be honest with you, except that it's, you know, it's on grass. <laughs> Long story short, Arsenal finally fucking scores. And the whole stadium breaks into this song about Arsenal. Uh, I don't know. They have, I guess back in the day, they used to always win one to nothing. They, they go, they score one goal, and then like a bunch of cunts, they just would all go back on defense, and you couldn't score on them. As the whole crowd would sing this song, you know, one nothing Arsenal, and you, you know, you're gonna fucking lose and all this shit. So, anyways, so they go up one nothing with like two minutes left, and they all start singing the song. The whole fucking stadium, except for this one little corner that was for uh, Everton, and they get, they're into the second verse. The whole place is singing. They got their scarves out, holding it up, going nuts. Big, glowing fish and chips looks on their faces, having a hell of a fucking time. And when they're in the middle of the second verse, Everton scored. <laughs> oh, did it take the wind out of their fucking sails? They went, so the Everton people are going fucking insane. Somebody lit off like a little smoke bomb that had this blue smoke that was the cover of Everton. I guess you're not supposed to do it. The cops all came running over. And, uh, I don't know. They just told them to knock it off. In America, they would have dragged, like, two rows out, beaten them with clubs. But, uh, and then all the blue smoke just kind of went all over this one part of the stadium. And that's how it ended. One to one. And I had a great fucking time. And, uh, I highly suggest it. If you, uh, highly recommend it. If you come over to England, you definitely got to go. Uh, you got to go to one of those, one of those games, Premier League games. It was fucking tremendous. And uh, I plan on going to many more, and uh, hopefully in the future. But uh, this is something that I found out that was interesting, was um, all the maniacs go to the soccer games, and the rich cunts go to rugby. Who would have thought, right? Or the posh cunts, as they call them, go to rugby, I guess in England. That makes no sense to me. Uh, who would think that rugby would be like, is, is it like an elitist sport? I, get, they, I was even talking to the cab driver this morning as I'm going in Ireland. He was going, yeah, a lot of people, they go on to become doctors and something like that. It's like, those guys do? I don't fucking know. Is this is this even remotely fucking entertaining? I have no idea. I've been on a plane every fucking day for the last four days, so I don't know. Uh, what else? How far into this podcast are we? Is it time for the... Yeah, there we go. Not yet, not yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Robinson, no, Robinson Cano got traded. He traded, he signed with the Seattle fucking Mariners for more money. Why would why would you do that? Why would you go from playing second base with the New York Yankees? He's gonna get $190 million. No. $240 million. I'm gonna go play for the Seattle fucking Mariners. And what the fuck are the Seattle Mariners thinking? Giving up all that goddamn money. Didn't they learn anything from the Texas Rangers? Giving a $200 million contract to a fucking shortstop. You're going to give a $240 million contract to a second baseman? You know? I didn't rub it in with Paul Verzi. I know he's fucking devastated. He was trying to say, I'm not mad at him. You know, he's got to take the money. 
It's a difference of $50 million. I get it. I get it. I mean, you get it. That is a total slap in the face to the New York Yankees. That's not supposed to happen to the Yankees. You know? I don't know. Good on the Yankees. Fuck him. Don't pay him all that fucking $190 million and he leaves. Go ahead, leave. Go out to Seattle. Have a good time losing, Robbie. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to do shit out there. Although Seattle's talking a bunch of shit. You know, they're saying, well, we're not done yet. We're going we're gonna to overpay for even more people. Um, see what the Yankees created and then the Red Sox supported? <laughs> oh, by the way, big congratulations to the Seattle Seahawks fans for once again screaming mindlessly at a crowd scream-a-meter, whatever the fuck you're doing out there. Uh, congratulations on the plaque that was awarded to you that you'll probably have for like another two weeks before somebody else decides they're going to break the record. Has any crowd failed yet when they've set their minds to screaming for the sake of fucking screaming? You know, some a lot of Seahawks fans think that I'm shitting on their team. I'm not. I have money on you cunts to win the Super Bowl. In fact, if you guys do not win the Super Bowl this year, I feel it's a monumental failure because I don't see anybody else in your way. Who's in your way? Nobody. It's yours to fucking lose. You got the best goddamn defense in the NFL. Defense wins championships. You think you can't handle Peyton Manning? Huh? And that fucking hat box head of his? Actually, you'd have to be wearing a top hat. You could put a top hat on his head and it would like the, you could just pull it all the way down the brim. It would be resting on his shoulders. So what does that mean, Bill? He's not a good quarterback? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean he's not a good quarterback. That's a hell of a point you just made. I, can I really just for one week just not shit on Peyton Manning? Um, anyways, I think you guys are going to win it. But that stupid loudest crowd thing, I swear to God. And, I, and in my heart of hearts, I know this. That real Seattle Seahawks fans, when they're at the game, they don't participate. I know they don't. The same way when I go to a Red Sox game, I don't sing Sweet Caroline. I don't buy the pink hats. I don't buy any of that horse shit. I don't even wear Red Sox shit now when I go to a fucking game. It's gotten so ridiculous. So that stupid loudest crowd record, what it should be done is secretly they should be recording crowds. If you really want to figure out which one is the loudest, if you're going to throw out the acoustics of the building inside versus outside versus stadiums deliberately designed to be louder. Um, because if you tell everybody, if they're coming down there with those fucking bullhorns. All right. Hey, Seattle fans, fucking grow up. OK, keep your eye on the prize. Don't blow out your voices. You're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay? Then you can scream and yell. Then what are you going to do? Try to break your own record and give yourself another fucking plaque? Oh, everybody gets a ribbon. Um, all right. That's my little cunty fucking bullshit for this week. Uh, what do we got here? Let's continue on with some uh, some emails for this week. Ah, fuck. Am I getting a cold? Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, little fact for the podcast. Hello, Bill. How are you doing? Uh, I was at your show in Amsterdam last week, and it was a great show. Hope you enjoyed your time in Holland. I did. I had a great time. Oh, I didn't mention, I, I, I tried not to go down to the uh, red light district, but I had to do it. You know, how do you not look at hookers and windows? It's unreal. 
So I went down there by myself like a total fucking creep. And uh, I looked at him. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's fascinating and sad and all of that. And I actually saw one guy walking out when I was across the street and shit. And it's just like, that guy just fucked a woman, paid money and fucked her. It's just the most bizarre thing ever. But they're uh, they're really good looking, you know? As far as like a woman you got. There was one unbelievable fucking gorgeous woman. And she was so good looking, she wasn't even looking out her window. She was just sitting at her little desk, you know? Just like, look, you know you want to fuck me. Take your money out and knock on the door, but I'm not going to stand here at the fucking window, all right? This fucking recorder keeps moving around here. Um, And I also saw a skating rink when I was out there, and they were playing this fucking insane music as they were skating around, almost like this polka music. I got to upload the video, I swear to God. All of that shit just sounds like Hitler Youth music to me. I don't know why. Let me see if I can play some of this for you. I'm trying to find this video. I sent it to everybody I knew. Called it Hitler on Ice. Hope you can hear this. So this shit's going on as people are skating around. I just came upon this walking by myself in Amsterdam. God, sorry. Anyways, uh, let's get on with this thing. Uh, Since, where are we? Anyhow, I wasn't sure if you were being sarcastic when you stated Holland didn't have slavery. I wasn't. I didn't think you had, I didn't think you guys had slavery. A bunch of people corrected me. Oh, that's right, because I was in, all right, let me set this up right before I read this email. Basically, I was in Holland on December 5th, and that was, uh, I guess that's Santa Claus's birthday. Not in Holland. I guess just officially that is Santa Claus's birthday. Santa Claus was a legend. Allegedly, Jesus, Bill. Allegedly, a real person. They don't know when he lived and all that. It's very Jesus-like. But allegedly, he's a real fucking guy. December fifth is when he was born, and they celebrate by dressing up like Santa Claus and essentially putting on blackface. But it's supposed to represent he's gone down every chimney in the city, so he's got soot all over his face. You know, and as Nia was saying, so wouldn't it be sort of streaked rather than put all over their fucking face? <laughs> it's blackface. So I was asking them about it, going, well, you guys not doing it in like an offensive way. I mean, you guys didn't have slavery, right? And they had this, they had this big laugh. And I thought that. Oh, no, they, they all went like, no, 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 no. And I thought they meant like, no, 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 we're so against slavery. Don't put that shit on me. I, I, guess, uh, I guess I was wrong. So here we go. Here are the facts. Uh, he goes, since you are, like me, most of the time pretty unformed, it could be that nobody told you that ships from Holland transported about half a million slaves during the transatlantic slave trade in the 17th century. I checked this shit out at Wikipedia, so it must be valid. That's hilarious. He goes, actually, the slave trade was one of the reasons that Holland flourished in the golden age, as we call it. So, yeah, we did play a role in this. Not really part of our history we're proud of. Uh, You might ask yourself why I wrote uh, to tell you this. It's because I'm a cunt that likes to tell people they are wrong. 
I don't think you're a cunt. I think that's great that you informed me of that. <clears throat> so, so there you go. All righty then. Well, why would they go up like that? Well, I guess because they couldn't make it diagonally across from Africa, right? Although if you go straight across, you kind of... Where are you at this point? If you went straight across, you'd be like in Aruba? Maybe north of that. I don't fucking know. Cozumel? Ah, Bill, you know, do you have to reinforce every three minutes how dumb you are on this podcast? Oh, fuck you. Fuck you with your, with your brain. Um... Oh, this is a reply to that 22 dating 16-year-old. <clears throat> oh, no, it isn't. Is it? Or is it a reply to it? Anyways, a few weeks ago, somebody wrote in and was saying that my, uh, saying when he was 22 or whatever. I forget how fucking old he was. But all I know is his 16-year-old sister was dating a 22-year-old. What should he do? Um, so I think somebody's responding to that, I'm guessing, because it says re-22 dating 16. Uh, okay, my dad... Started dating my mom when he was 22 and she was 15. Gross. Um, his dad told him he could get in trouble and advised him to stop. My dad told him, no, it is legal as the age of consent is 14 or something here. Yeah, you know, when you're fucking somebody that, that young, you probably want to be a little more specific. No, it isn't. The legal age is like 14 or something. 14, 16, whatever. <laughs> Split the difference. She's 15. And then you're fucking arrested. He said, anyways, he said, uh, they ended agreeing, uh, they ended up agreeing to go ask a lawyer. Uh, whoever was wrong had to pay. My grandpa paid the lawyer fees, and my parents have now been married for almost 30 years. But if some 22 year old wanted to date my 15 year old daughter, I wouldn't have it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't even think that that's a great thing that your parents stayed together like that. Did your mom even get to see what was out there before she ended up with your dad? Jesus Christ. First restaurant she walks into, she's just like, this is the best food ever. It's never going to get any better than this. I guess that's good for you, right? So you don't feel like your mom's a whore. But why would she be a whore? Why can't she go out and do what guys do? I'll tell you why. Because when we do it, it takes skill. Have I mentioned that before in this podcast? A guy getting laid, that's a skill. All right? A woman getting laid, it's just gluttonous behavior. It's not even, you know? Where is the challenge? There is none. You can go down to the fucking bar right now and have an entire bar on one if you wanted to. Right? Like, what is impressive as a woman? You know, for a guy, if you get a two-on-one, that's like, you know, the fucking brass ring. What is impressive for a woman? What, are you going to have, like, a 15-on-one? And what is impressive about it? That you could fucking physically take it? Oh, Jesus, Bill. That was just, wow. That was a whole other level of ignorance. All right, let's, let's, plow, let's just plow ahead after that fucking one. 48 minutes in. Hey, uh, Billy Red, Billy Red Cop Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. Billy Red Coppola. All right, I'll go with that. Uh, are you going to check out any foreign films while you're overseas? Dude, I can't even read advertising. Do you think I want to fucking watch a film? Having to look up and down like I'm fucking texting while driving? Do you really think I want to do that? Listening to my stuttering voice in my head? 
you get to check any, out any foreign films while overseas. I suggest you do. It's a trip seeing the cultural differences. I lived in London and France and would check them out from time to time. In case you don't make it, here's what you're missing. Uh, tits. Uh, derivative Benny Hill style slapstick. Derivative Monty Python dryness. Derivative theater drama. The occasional dick and more tits. Some of it's great, though, so maybe you'll get lucky. I don't know what any of that means. I guess there's a lot of tits. Occasionally show somebody's dick, and they do a lot of Monty Python, Benny Hill-type humor. Well, I've already seen the originals. You know, why the fuck would I want to go see that? they got to have something better than that, don't they? One of those fancy films that comes out at Cannes. Is it Cannes Film Festival? Wrath of Cannes? Uh, all right, Bill, where's Lenny Bruce? Bill, I'm not a stand-up comic. I'm not even a huge comic geek. I am, however, a freedom of speech geek. And comedians are the most important people when it comes to this. So why aren't comics, who for the most part operate independently, louder about what's going on? I just read about a blog by a girl bashing Kurt uh, Metzger. I don't... Oh, he's fucking hilarious. Uh, he goes, uh, I didn't know who he was, but I looked him up, and he's really funny. He makes good points about that stuff. The blogger just completely labels him, uh, completely labels him things he's not just because she can't understand his context. You are outspoken about this and have been honest when asked, but why aren't people louder? Dude, you're speaking very vaguely. Louder about what? Bloggers bitching about comedy or bitching about social issues? He goes, I don't mean to single out so-and-so or so-and-so, but they're in big positions to speak out against the stifling of the art. Doesn't anyone want to go down as the guy who stepped up and articulated what they believe? It doesn't have to be malicious, but with some charts and graphs, you could explain it to people like that blogger Jim Norton debated. I was just going to bring Jim Norton up, yeah, that they're missing the point. Um... Well, you know, there is also, you, you kind of hope it just goes away. If you talk about it, then they get, like, more hits. It's really just, like, la uh, lazy reporting. Um, I saw when Jim debated that blogger on Kamau's show. Uh, what the hell was it called? They're uh, totally biased. And, uh, you know, I thought she was, you know, for all the ignorance that she was talking about like the general terms with which she defines stand-up comedy and comedians and all that like and especially talking about how angry comics were i thought it was really ironic that she was sort of the epitome of all of that she seemed very angry she spoke very generally about stand-up and really had no idea what she was talking about and um i thought i said that didn't i say that on the fucking podcast i don't i don't give a fuck about Look, if somebody wants to go to a comedy club, I've said this before, if they want to go to a comedy club and take a comedian seriously, they are well within their right to do that. But just because they decide to take a comic seriously does not mean that that comic now like meant what they said in the joke. It doesn't make the joke not a joke anymore just because someone decided to take it seriously. So... um. I can only speak for myself. The only reason why I don't talk about it because I think it's silly. Considering all the other shit that's going on. And then also to sit there and act like... I, I can't remember the last time I heard a rape joke. Like, to sit there and act like that's what's going on. 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't fuck it. I, I, I've already talked about this. So, uh, you know, where's Lenny Bruce? That's the name of your thing. That's a Lenny Bruce moment to fucking say that. I mean, I guess what you're saying with the freedom of speech, but the, the bloggers have freedom of speech. They have the freedom to, uh, get pissed off about it. And, uh, I don't know if anything, they're probably helping comedy. Maybe a lot of rapists wouldn't come down to the comedy clubs because they didn't, didn't think that there'd be any humor for them. You know, and it's just nice to know that there's enough comics out there that have the brilliance to understand that rapists, before they're caught, you know, they like to laugh too. So there you go. Everybody makes out. All right, accidentally dating a high school chick. Dear Bill. Wait a minute. Accidentally dating a high school chick. All right. It can happen. She's super hot. You're so psyched she's just going to blow you. You know? She looks older than her years. I'm already making excuses for this guy. Uh, I'm a 24-year-old expatriate Australian that now lives in Europe. It's every bit the sexual buffet that teen titty comedies of the 80s promised. All right. This is already getting creepy because you said accidentally dating a, 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 a high school chick and you just used the word teen. Okay, not seem so. Doesn't seem so accidental. One sentence in. Please don't be creepy. And continuing. However, I've recently started dating a certain lady, and she's that in every sense of the word. Smart as a whip, caustic as hell, and yet warm when you're both alone together. So here's the backstory. I've been here a few weeks. I arrive at this at this house party. I don't even make it past the front hall, and I meet this girl. Everything goes great. We hook up and we've been dating for a few weeks. Fast forward a bit and she breaks off plans, casually mentioning that she has to study for her. He writes it in this other language. The rough equivalent to the American SAT. SATs. Now, don't get me wrong. The subject of school has come up. Example, what subject was she interested in, etc., etc. However, this is where the language barrier can be a bit of a bitch. The Germans and the French can also refer to university as school, and I naturally assumed she meant university. Back home, we graduated 16 to 17 years old. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, gee. So, to bring this thing full circle, I'm wondering what, uh, I'm wondering, do I bring it off, break it off with this chick? Wait, dude, you didn't even say how old she was. The Germans and the French also refer to university as school, and I naturally assumed she meant university. Back home, we graduate 16 to 17 years old. So how old is she? Uh, what are you doing, dude? You don't tell me how old she is? All right, I'll continue here. So to bring in things full circle, I'm wondering, do I break it off with this chick, which I think can be a dick move, given that we've already had enough explorative sex to make HBO look like Dora the Explorer, and to leave her now would look like I've been leading her on slash using her. Or do I stay with her and risk our relationship becoming strained by the different cultural gap, for example? Uh, for example, She's dealing with the high school shit that I've long since resolved myself. The essentials. I like this girl a lot. We've got a lot in common. Literature, art, sports, booze. And she doesn't find the fact that I collect pre-70s playboys creepy. A huge fucking plus given the woman I've dated. Uh-oh, dude. What the... F do I when did I start attracting, like, sex offenders? So you have this weird collection of porn. You're not telling me how old she is. The cons, she's in high school, still lives with her parents, and is French. 
They can be temperamental as fuck. Dude, how old are you? Oh, he's 24. What is the age of consent and how old is she? I don't know what you're saying here, sir. How old is she? I'm not commenting on that, dude. I need I need numbers. Uh, right, right back, dude. Right back. Let me know how old you are, because I don't know what the fuck you're asking me there. Um, anyways, <laughs> is that? Oh, I gotta I gotta do the other half of the fucking uh, goddamn reads here. Maybe I'll tell you a quick little story or something for your bedtime there. All right, e-voice, everyone. The holidays are coming. And as a business owner, you know what this means. Absolute crickets. Face it, the next couple of months are the calm before the storm. Now's the time to do something that will dramatically help your 2014. What is it? E-voice. E-voice is the simple technology that helps you to make more money. With e-voice, e-voice is toll-free or local numbers, call routing tools, and a professional dial-by-name directory. Your business will look like a million bucks. And with e-voice... If you can take a call, they will transcribe the voicemail and they'll email it to you. You'll never be caught off guard again. eVoice has been saving companies thousands of dollars every month, making them more efficient, more productive. There is no quicker or easy way to transform your business for 2014. And with eVoice, you can try it before you buy it. Right now, you can get a 30-day free trial to eVoice when you go to eVoice.com slash Bill Burr or go to BillBurr.com and click on the eVoice banner. The eVoice.com Bill... Uh, that's evoice.com slash Bill Burr or BillBurr.com and click on the evoice banner. Uh, okay, stamps.com. And yes, I realize I just mispronounced my name. Stamps.com. With the holidays almost here, you don't have time to go to the post office. Traffic, parking. It will be packed with everyone mailing holiday gifts and packages. So what to do? Use stamps.com instead. With stamps.com, you can avoid all the hassle, man of going to the post office during the busy holiday season. Everything you would do at the post office, you could do it right from your desk. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer or printer. Print postage for any letter or package the instant, the instant you need it, and then the mailman comes by and picks it up. So easy, so convenient, doesn't get any better. I use stamps.com to send out all my T-shirts and my DVDs. I'm a moron. If I can figure it out, you can too. Right now, get this special offer. When you use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for a no-risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Come on, man. You can't beat this deal. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com right now. Before you do anything else, you click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr. And last but not least, this might be my favorite name of anything I've ever advertised here, uh, other than One White Charlie's. Uh, Sherry's Berries. It says, insert story when you've given or received uh, the gifts. Well, I, I've been out of town. I haven't gotten Sherry's Berries yet. Everybody. All right. Sherry's Berries. Since the end of the, the year is all about delicious holiday food, why not send an extra special holiday treat to friends, family, business associates, associates, everyone you know. I've never met a person who didn't love Sherry's Berries. Send giant dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries for only $19.99. That's over a 40% savings. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone, and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. For my listeners, double the berries for just $10 more. 
Berries are terrific and a sweet holiday gift. They also have delicious products such as Christmas cake pops, cheesecakes, and dipped pretzels. Here's the only way to get this special 1999 Sherry's Berries offer. <laughs> Call 866-FRUIT. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the fuck am I selling? <laughs> Did I approve this? This is fucking ridiculous. Who the fuck is going to buy this shit? This is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Christmas cake pops, cheesecakes, and dipped pretzels. Call 866-FRUIT, everybody. <laughs> Eight, I'm sorry. 866-FRUIT-0-2. Or even better, <laughs> visit berries.com. <laughs> oh, punch drunk. Oh, please spell out the words. Oh, by all means, berries. B-E-R-R-I-E-S. Berries. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in burr. <laughs> you got to see these enormous berries for yourself. <laughs> Go. I swear to God, this is the copy. Go to berries.com. Click on the microphone and tip in burr. Type in burr. Dip your balls and dip your berries in that. Don't wait now. Order. Order some chocolate berries for the fucking person in your life. Oh, shit. I needed that. That was wonderful. I'm sure I'll get some complaints on that one. We need a conference call. Can't do it. I'm in Helsinki. All right. Wrap it up. Here we go. Now that the show is over. Wait a minute. I can't wrap it up this quick. I'll do, I'll do the wrap up. Then I'll tell you another story here. Uh, wrap up. Here we go. Now that the show is over. Don't forget to sign up for your free trial of Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus lets you binge on thousands of hit shows anytime, anywhere, on your TV, PC, smartphone, or tablet. Support this podcast and get an extended free trial of Hulu Plus when you go to the podcast page at BillBird.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner or go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. That's HuluPlus.com slash Bill. Hey, you cunts better buy some Sherry's Berries because I'm going to get in trouble with that fucking read. And I'm not changing it because that was hilarious. Um, oh, wiping tears away here. Um, <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Um, so anyways, the tour continues. Tonight I'm in Dublin. And uh, I got this show at the Vic Theater. And then where do I go? The whole rest of the week and just... Traveling here. I got Helsinki Tuesday, Copenhagen on, uh, ah, shit, Copenhagen Wednesday. Is that right? Helsinki, Copenhagen, then Oslo Thursday, and then Stockholm Friday, and then I fly to Iceland for the last one. And, uh, I've been having some unbelievable shows. I got to tell you something, man. I, that London thing, you know, I already know I already gave Glasgow and, uh, and, um, Jesus Christ, Amsterdam, fucking punch drunk here. Like, uh, unbe- it was amazing. Great crowds and everything. And then London, just as far as, like, just all the American comics that have come over and, um, gotten their breaks in London, you know, from the Bill Hickses to, uh, Patrice O'Neill and, um, I don't know. That was really definitely a, a special. That was one of those weekends as I, I was doing it. I was I was like really nervous before the shows and shit. Like, 
Um, I did not. I'm not taking any of this trip lightly, and this has been an amazing, just an amazing thing, man, to be able to go th- all through Europe here. And uh, I know I'm only here for like a day and that type of stuff, but uh, this is the beginning of many, many, many tours for me over here. And uh, I'm hopefully going to be saying the same thing about Australia. I know i got Canada coming up in March. And uh, I just want to thank everybody who's been coming out to the shows. And I've had a bunch of stand-up comics overseas coming up to me. And that's like the biggest compliment you can get, people, uh, comics coming out to your shows and coming up and saying that they actually like what you do. So it's really cool. And uh met a bunch of cool fans, too. Um, had a couple people. Where the hell was I? Some, one night in London. Somebody actually got me a cigar, which is great. Please don't bring me any more cigars because I, I'm trying to cut down on that habit. But I got to thank this dude, Jimmy, came and gave me a f- cigar. Uh, it's just been great meeting the fans and that type of stuff and people getting the DVDs and shit. So, uh, so really nothing funny. I just want to, I'm only halfway through this, halfway tonight. I just want to thank everybody who came out and uh, it's been great. And uh, that's it. There you go. Ended up nicely. And I, my apologies to berries.com. I, I didn't I didn't look at the copy before I read that. This I'm too fucking immature to read shit like that. I'm sure you have wonderful chocolate-covered berries. All right? <laughs> All right, you cunts. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>